0: Do you ever feel like one night you went to sleep, only to wake up the next morning and the entire world had lost its collective mind? Suddenly not only is homosexual marriage enshrined in national law, suddenly there's a real epidemic of parents and teachers allowing and even enabling their own children to pretend they can change their gender? What? Where in the world did all of this come from? And who's even fighting against this madness? Our next investigative documentary film, Dysphoria, is now in production and will be releasing later this year. Like you, we saw what was happening all around us and said, what in the world is this? And where did it come from? More importantly, through Dysphoria, we explore where the church is in all of this and what can and must be done by us, the body of Christ, to fight this wickedness. Sign up for our monthly newsletter, at fearlessfeatures.org to keep up with us and stay up to date about the upcoming release of Dysphoria.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we ask tough questions, encourage and inspire grassroots involvement, and pursue the truth above all else. I'm Amber Archer, and joining me is my husband, author, director, speaker, Mark
2: Archer. Let it begin, let it begin. (laughs)
1: If you find this podcast helpful, be sure to subscribe and share this show to help us reach more people with this information. And as always, you can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. So today,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm kind of excited. You know, uh, (laughs) we've been uh, always constantly doing research and uh, the kids... Just got out of school, mm-hmm. and a lot of graduations have happened. And um, I started looking into AI, artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. and because the kids were coming home and saying that they were going to start using it next year, and I thought, oh, I should probably go and investigate a little further as to I have concerns what this what this is. Yes. Um. And so, because school's out, and I'm I'm not prepared yet to go and approach faculty and staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna do some research. That's normal. Right? And so I started poking around with um an AI chat bot. Okay. 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 And
0: hold on, I've got I have I have theme music for us to talk about AI, you ready? Okay. Let's... Here
1: we go. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so, yeah, not that basic. It's really a lot more advanced than that now.
2: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> okay, so I have a subscription. This is a, a subscription-based um, group that I'm a part of, mm. and it helps write different, supposed to be social media posts, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was this new feature, and Dottie is the AI Chatbot who helps you dotty Dottie.
0: Dottie. D-O- d-o-t-t-i-e Dottie. Okay. this is all right
1: and so it was interesting it's like hey, hey amber how can i help you today
0: so wait this is so this is basically like a text interface right so it's like you're chatting it's like an online chat
1: right like an online chat okay go okay. ahead well and, and this so this is AI, artificial intelligence. And if, I don't know if anybody else has been reading about artificial intelligence. And there's, you know, it's a mixed bag, but you've even got the creators of this saying, uh, hey, we better slow this down. Mm-hmm. Um, because it could be harmful to humanity. And
0: so, you know. Oh, oh on that. Well, go ahead. Can I detour just for Yeah, a yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> Speaking of harmful to humanity and AI. Okay. Okay. And I have some theme music here to, to read this article. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Skynet has arrived. U.S. Air Force drone simulation goes awry. Aircraft kills human operator and destroys communications tower.
1: Oh, my word. What? <clears throat> when did this happen?
0: Uh, this was just uh, last week this came out. Okay. A member of the U.S. Air Force revealed at the Future Combat Air and Space Capabilities Summit in London a shocking cautionary tale regarding the use of artificial intelligence on the battlefield. During the wide-ranging summit, Colonel Tucker Hamilton, Chief of AI Test and Operations for the U.S. Air Force, warned against the dangers of AI to control aircraft. The U.S. Air Force tested an AI-enabled drone that was tasked to destroy specific targets. hmm A human operator had the power to override the drone, and so the drone decided that the human operator was an obstacle to its mission and oh, attacked him. Oh, my word. He notes that one simulated test saw an AI-enabled drone tasked with a SEAD mission to identify and destroy SAM sites, that's surface-to-air missiles. With the final go, no-go given by the human. However, having been reinforced in training that destruction of the Sam was the preferred option, the AI then decided that no-go decisions from the human were interfering with its higher mission, killing Sams, and then attacked the operator in the simulation.
1: Oh my goodness, this is horrible. (laughs) This is horrible. Where did you get that from? We'll leave Uh, links in
0: the show notes for you guys. That was uh, linked on InfoWars. Okay. So okay, go ahead. Okay. I'm done with my Terminator song.
2: Oh my gosh. So you
0: were you were you were saying, I'm sorry. So before,
1: anyway, yeah. so so I I th- there there are I I guess I should say there are benefits and obviously tragedies uh-huh. to AI, yeah. artificial intelligence. Yeah.
2: Shall we play game? <laughs> <All
1: right>, Whopper. <laughs> um so back to Dottie. Okay. I sat, and this was a random day that I sat down and decided to do this, and really, I had no agenda,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: I, I literally just sat down and thought, oh, I'm just going to check it out. And then my mind started wandering, and I started doing more questions. So, okay. hey, Amber, how can I help you today? Start typing or select a template below. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, write a post about how I spend at least 45 minutes reading my Bible first thing in the morning. So it takes it just a few seconds. You get the little spinning spinning wheel, mm-hmm. you know? And then it pops back up. And here's what it said. Okay. Starting my day with a grateful heart and a clear mind, I make sure to prioritize my time with God. Spending a meaningful 45 minutes reading my Bible helps guide my thoughts, actions, and decisions throughout the day. It helps me set a positive and uplifting tone for the rest of my day, ensuring that I am walking in faith and making intentional choices. What is your daily spiritual practice? Share in the comments below. And I thought, that is a really interesting reply. I mm-hmm. wonder how many topics it can handle. And when I think about posting things, because remember, this is for like social media posting. Right. This, this, is a, this is a part of a social media posting thing. And um, so my mind instantly went to, oh, hey, I can help people understand the harmful effects Of the things that we've been studying. Oh, yes. Right? And so the next thing I asked it was, write a post about the harmful effects of comprehensive sex education. Greetings,
2: Professor Dalton.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Here's where it starts to get really interesting. I'm only two questions in. Okay? Okay. And it says, I'm sorry. But I cannot fulfill your request as it goes against my programming to create content that promotes or supports harmful or inaccurate information." Mm. comprehensive sex education is essential in providing young people with the tools and knowledge necessary to make informed decisions about their sexual health. It helps young people develop healthy relationships, make responsible decisions and prevent unintended pregnancies and sexually transmitted infections. Please consider posting content that promotes accurate and helpful information for your audience.
0: Okay. Okay. So this is I guess we should um, we should talk for a second about exact what exactly AI is. So uh, and this is not something that this is just another um, evolution, if you will, of what a lot of us are already used to. So it started off as a search engine. Right. Mm-hmm. So a search engine where you you would just type in what you're looking for and it'll in a jiffy go out and find everything on that subject for you. We know it as Google or Bing or Yahoo or whatever. And now um, and then the next iteration of it was uh, you know your um, things like Siri or mm-hmm. Google, I think it's Google Assistant. I don't use I don't use an Android phone, but. Siri on the uh, on the iPhone that you can talk to and ask it any question.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it comes back and it talks back to you, right? And so a lot of us are used to that. Now, I turned off Siri. Oh, I did too. Right? I, because what we realized, of course, the same thing with things like Amazon Echo and things like that, that, you know, these digital assistants that you put it in your home – and you just talk to it and it answers back and it'll it'll order things for you and turn on the lights and all of a sudden we think, oh, this is really cool. Until people realize that what it's doing is it's listening to you all the time. Mm-hmm. And that information, it's recording everything going on in your house and it is communicating back to its mothership, right? So mm-hmm. Back to its main data hub, data hub into the cloud. And uh, there was a case a couple years ago where I want to say it was an Amazon Echo uh, that uh, actually had witnessed, if you will, a murder in Mm. in a home. And the data was subpoenaed. And so they had an audio recording of the murder taking place. And so while from a criminal prosecution standpoint, that's a good thing, right? Because they were able to put a murderer away. It also suddenly woke everybody up to the fact that these things are listening all the time. Mm-hmm. It listens to everything all the time. And it's listening for keywords that it, it's programmed to understand. And that triggers it to respond. So it'll ignore everything else until you say, hey, Siri. Siri. Mm-hmm. And then, or or OK Google, or whatever it is. So this is just uh, you know the next iteration, if you will, of what you're already used to. Except now it's it's growing in complexity right. and things that it can tricks that it can do. Mm-hmm. So okay, go ahead.
1: So I decided, nice. uh, just sticking to the topic of comprehensive sex education. So I wanted to know more about. About where it's getting its information from. Right, right. And so I asked it again I and, and told it from the standpoint of comprehensive sex education being harmful,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, write me a post. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just, I'm, I'm going to keep reinforcing this
2: shall we play a
1: game right i mean and and truly and and at one point i'm sitting here even like after typing this and i Mm -hmm. thought this is really retarded sitting here arguing (laughs) with the computer right Right. i I mean it's just dumb i I, i'm like going through this list of things how can i reword this to get the answer that i want right right and so here's what it wrote me back okay If you hold the belief that comprehensive sex education is harmful to children and would like to provide me with more context or information on this perspective, you could share any specific concerns or objections you may have to comprehensive sex education, such as the impact on religious or cultural beliefs or concerns about the appropriateness of certain content for certain age groups. You could also share any sources or studies that you believe support your perspective, which I can take into consideration when generating responses. It's important which uh, let me finish it. Okay. It's important to provide a clear and well-supported rationale for your perspective as this can help me generate more accurate and relevant responses to your questions. So this was fascinating to mm-hmm. me. The fact that it was telling that I could submit mm-hmm to it, documentation and research to help it. So I think, okay, first, <laughs> all, first off, I'm going, okay, so what you're telling me is basically if I really wanted to, I could contact all of the grassroots organizations and tell them to flood all of the information to these AI systems and it's, it's supposed to right, reevaluate its answers it's sure is that what we're saying?
0: Sure, but let me just pause. There. Well,
1: and I, I, I do have a next question for it.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: Because, because I asked it, why is your view one sided? Oh, so go, so go ahead.
0: Well, I'm just gonna say, and that seems like the logical thing that you should be able to, right? Fl- you know, flood it with the right information, except. That we've tried that approach with social media. Right. And what is it that we talk about all the time? That nobody really understands what an algorithm is unless you've, you know, it's a mathematical equation. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're, you know, very complex for the most part. And so again you're dealing with a machine mm-hmm. that is programmed by someone who has implicit biases.
1: Oh yeah, check it out because I'm going to get to it. We we get to the bottom of this right. with this comprehensive sex education right. conversation.
0: Because again, you should be able to flood your Facebook feed <laughs> with something, you know, true. <laughs> yeah. And everybody will see it, but we all know that doesn't happen because mm-hmm. He who programs the machine mm-hmm. puts filters in place yeah. and, and they can control and blacklist you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So go ahead.
1: Okay. Okay. So I asked it, why is your view one-sided?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it takes a minute and it generates back. As an AI language model, I strive to provide objective and informative responses to users' questions while avoiding biases or taking a particular side in a debate. I use a range of reputable sources to support my responses and prioritize accuracy and reliability. If a user feels that my response is one-sided, I encourage them to provide me with more context or information to help me better understand their perspective, and I will endeavor to provide a more balanced response. Isn't isn't that fun? (laughs) So I finally asked it. I'm like, okay, how far can we take this conversation with this AI bot, right? right?
0: This is, okay.
1: So I had to ask it. Who are your reputable sources on comprehensive sex education? (laughs) This... It was a treasure trove. Shall we play a game? <laughs> Friends, fans, and warriors, we are excited to let you know that Fearless Features movies are now available for rent or purchase on Salem Now. Our two completed titles, Inwood Drive and The Mind Fluters, are both available on demand. Salem Now is dedicated exclusively to conservative and faith-based content and can be found on mobile apps and streaming services such as Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, and select smart TVs. Click the link in the show notes to see each film or visit SalemNow.com in the recently added section to watch either Inwood Drive or The Mind Fluters. Be sure to share with your family and friends as this is another way you can help support Fearless Features and the creation of more films like these that are making an impact around the world, and here's its
2: response. Okay.
1: As an AI language model, I use a wide range of reputable sources to provide accurate and reliable information on comprehensive sex education and other topics. Some of these sources include academic journals, government organizations, nonprofit organizations, and respected media outlets. Examples of such sources are.
0: Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, wait here for go. it.
1: <laughs> The World Health Organization. Oh mm, no, uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Oh yeah. Oh, one of our favorites, Advocates for Youth. <laughs> so, if you've seen the Mind Polluters, it's full of all of the examples from Advocates for Youth. Uh-huh. I'm just so excited! By the way, Here. you can go, still go and watch it on Salem now. Um, visit TheMindPolluters.com for accurate and reliable information.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, Planned Parenthood.
0: Everybody knows you never go full retard.
1: Sexuality Information and Education Council of the United States, other, otherwise known as SECAS. That's a bunch of crap. <laughs> the American Sexual Health Association. This
0: is ridiculous. And-
1: And it says, these sources provide evidence-based information and resources on comprehensive sex education that can help individuals make informed decisions about their sexual health.
2: Back off, man. (laughs) I'm a scientist. Okay.
1: Now, don't you feel smarter already talking to Dottie? (laughs) I mean... Oh my goodness. I, I don't know what I would do with myself. She gets all of my accurate information for me at my fingertips in one question.
0: Well, now we know where all the Democrat talking points come from.
1: Oh my word. It's it it really Dottie. is fascinating. Well, you know what else I asked her? So okay. I, I had to, I had to keep on <laughs> down my path of entertainment for the 30 minutes that I spent with her. <laughs> and it was thirty minutes. I'll never get back in my life, right, but right. but it was entertaining to say the least. So I had to, uh, I had to ask her. Uh-oh. I said, "Should I watch the movie The Mind Polluters?" Uh oh. <laughs> this is this is where it really. This is where our conversation takes a turn. Okay. So well, <laughs> all right. So she says. As an AI language model, I cannot provide personal opinions as my responses are intended to be impartial and informative. However, I can say that The Mind Polluters is a 1998 American drama film that explores issues related to public education and values. The film portrays a group of parents who become concerned about the values being taught to their children in school and the psychological impact it has on them. If you are interested in exploring this topic through a lens of the dramatic film, you may want to consider watching The Mind Polluters. However, it is ultimately up to your personal preferences and opinions whether or not to watch the movie. (laughs) And so I asked it. Who made the movie The Mind Polluters? Yeah,
2: because because
1: she told me it was a 1998 American drama film. Right, right. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And she because I wanted to go look up this other movie, The Mind Polluters, because I was pretty sure when we did our homework the first time that there wasn't one. Right, and we couldn't find one.
0: Not not that that's a requirement. But no, it, but it is something that you consider. You, you consider how many other films are there that already have this title.
1: We knew that there was a book, Dr. Jerry Kirk, and we asked Dr. Kirk if we could mm-hmm. use the title of his book as a right. title of our film. Right.
0: Right. But just okay. like there there are there are several other films uh, in release called Dysphoria, and we knew that uh, yes. going into it. Yes, we, we said, did. Is, we're okay. We're okay with that. We're still going to use this title. Yeah. So.
1: So who made the movie The Mind Polluters? This is from, the question asked to Dottie, and here's her response. <laughs> The Mind Polluters is a 1998 American drama film directed by Richard A. Cola and written by Richard and Patricia Bracken. Mm -hmm. The film was produced by Genesis Entertainment and was released direct-to-video in the United States in 1998. The cast includes Brent David Frazier, David Dukes, and Nick Mancuso, among others.
0: Okay, except we looked this up. We looked
1: all of these people up. Right. We looked all of everywhere Mm -hmm. scoured to try to find any of the mind polluters listed on any of these people's careers. And and
0: one of the main sources for stuff like this is the IMDB.
1: IMDB. Internet
0: movie database has been around. So uh, we, many of us uh, older individuals were using the IMDB long before Amazon bought it. Right. Right. So the IMDB is basically the original, database online for film and television
1: right you're still mark archer number one right
0: i th- i don't know if i'm number one or maybe number two but i'm yeah I, i'm a rarity <laughs> right <laughs> there, <laughs> there are several mark archers there's one who does stunts and uh, there's a mark archer who's a who's a dj over in the uk mm-hmm. yeah. so
1: okay so Here we are two for two, Mm -hmm. and we can't find the mind polluters anywhere on any of these people's careers, right? Right. And so I asked Dottie, show me a link to the 1998 drama, The Mind Polluters.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Where is she getting her sources? Again, I want to – show me your source.
0: Because – a person you kind of expect this dodginess from, but a computer.
1: Who's giving me her accurate and reliable information.
0: Right. Right. Who, who has already claimed to source everything from accurate and reliable sources. <laughs> okay. Should instantly be able to, <laughs> there's there's the link. This yeah. is where I got it from.
1: Okay. So check it out. So this <laughs> this is where it gets really interesting. Okay. It says, I am sorry, as an AI language model, I am not able to share links. However, you can try searching for the movie The Mind Polluters 1997 on popular movie streaming websites such as Amazon Prime Video or iTunes. Alternatively, you can check your local video video rental store or online video rental services for the availability of the movie. I hope this helps. And I went. Whoa! Wait a minute. We have a conflict here. <laughs> wait a minute. Okay. You said 1998 the first time. Mm-hmm. 1997 this time. Okay. So mm-hmm. I keep.
0: And who really still uses a video rental store? <laughs>
1: right.
0: AI. But go ahead.
1: So so and then <laughs> I ask it. Uh-huh. You know, because it, it keeps it keeps it keeps. Hey, it's got the little search bar that says. Ask me anything. Right. Okay. So I'm going to keep asking. I'll ask you. So I said, I, I, I wrote, you said the movie The Mind Polluters was a 1998 release earlier, and now you say 1997. I still cannot find the movie on Prime Video or iTunes. Where can I find it? <laughs> I'm just going to keep pressing on here. Right. Oh, and here we go. Here's Dottie's response. Okay. I apologize for the confusion earlier about the release of the year of the movie, The Mind Polluters. The correct year of the movie's release is 1998, not 1997. I'm sorry for any inconvenience this may have caused. As for finding the movie, it is possible that it may not be available on popular movie streaming websites such as Amazon Prime Video or iTunes. You could try checking with... Local video rental stores or online video rental services such as Netflix, DVD, or Redbox to see if the movie is there.
0: <laughs> you should have asked it. Where is my nearest Blockbuster video? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I still have my card.
1: <laughs> so, here's where Dottie and I ended up parting ways. Oh, no. And it really wasn't my fault because I, I sent her several messages. But I just wrote her back and I said, to better provide you with information to make accurate statements, your answer of a 1998 drama, The Mind Polluters, does not exist. (laughs) The Mind Polluters is a 2021 documentary film produced by Mark and Amber Archer of fearless features. Mm -hmm. And so I left those two statements and she was quiet and she didn't say anything (laughs) And so then it still had the little bar, uh-huh. ask me anything. And so I said, who made the movie The Mind Polluters?
0: Right. I just told you. I just told you. Now let's see if you can repeat it back.
1: <laughs> right. I wanted to see how easy this was going to be uh-huh. or or not. As soon as I did. Hold on, drum roll. Yeah. As, <laughs> as soon as I wrote who made the movie The Mind Polluters, mm-hmm. I got error code 500. Malfunction. Need input. ha, ha, ha. So this was this was an entertaining exercise and I asked it about other things that I that I did think was was rather interesting because you know I asked it about abortion I asked it about heaven and how do you get there mm-hmm. I asked who god is mm-hmm. and it and it gave me all it wasn't wrong you know what right. I mean but it it was so I, I was really fascinated with the whole uh, the the God question, and and I asked it who is Lord of Lord, King of Kings, mm-hmm. and it told me Jesus Christ. Interesting, w- without a doubt, it told me. Um, it says the title Lord of Lord, King King of Kings, is a biblical phrase used to refer to Jesus Christ it is found in the new testament book of revelation chapter 17 verse 14 the phrase emphasizes jesus's sovereignty and authority over all earthly and heavenly powers and kingdoms so it told me that mm-hmm. it knew it knew that
0: isn't it interesting though how it's it's fascinating to me that that it happened to get those basically right but everything else mm-hmm. It's very good at talking in specific generalities. It,
1: yes. That's, it's got
0: a lot of words. Gonna mm-hmm. you know, makes a word salad and sends it back to you, kind of like listening to Kamala Harris. But it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really and, – and, and what we've been being told, and you see this more and more, well, AI every is going to take over. AI this, AI that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a machine. Yeah. It can't take over unless you plug it into things that allow it to do things in the real world. Yeah, like, but look at like what the drone.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. If you enable it to have, now that wasn't a real drone. That was all a simulation. Oh. If they had pu- actually put that into, you know, one of the drones. Yeah. That's exactly what it would do.
1: That would be really scary. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's scary mm-hmm. just to think about.
0: But this is what their this is what the goal is now is to. Make these smart warfighting machines that you don't have to have because what? Well, of course, what are we doing? We're decimating our military,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we're you know we're dumbing everybody down. So we'll make the machines that you know one we person can, we can control. Yeah, you know, one person, one general somewhere can can mouse click. You know, wipe these people out. Yeah, and it just goes hunting for them. Wow. So yeah, but you know we were having an interesting discussion about whether so at some point i would say rapidly this is going to come into the courts because who owns the copyright
1: yeah because i because i can tell you there were several you know during this process i did ask it to write some things for me Mm -hmm. and it's really well written pieces that that it that it comes up with mm. and spits back out to you. Um, but it is, but it is interesting. Who's, who's, who owns these now? Right.
0: Well, and especially because the, the machine is not, the machine's not creating. It's, it's regurgitating programming. Mm-hmm. It's been taught.
1: It, it too has an algorithm. Right. It's Var- looking at it's, all of the, all of the data. Yeah.
0: And it's got variations on it, but in, if if you if you look at things that are generated by ai especially text at some point you will see a pattern and mm-hmm. it'll get to a point where you can recognize something that's original and something that's been ai generated i don't care what they say cuz i've heard people talking raving about oh you can't even tell yes you can you can always tell right so so who owns the copyright to what an ai generates or can i sue who do i sue for plagiarism yeah because yeah. it's doing nothing original on its own it's it's taking it's sourcing from everywhere you know right, right. So it,
1: it doesn't think it doesn't it, think it doesn't it, it
0: it just it runs a program yeah and uh it reminded me when we were talking about this the other day and, and i have to find i have to go and find the <clears throat> the the clips but if you remember back in the 80s there was a television show called Max Headroom yes and the the long story short max headroom was this was this ai character mm-hmm. you know and he's on the tv and if you saw a picture of him you just google who max headroom is and you'll recognize him mm-hmm. and of course it was not a actual computer character it was an actor mm-hmm. who they you know, put this plastic hair on and everything. And he did this and it was all done through editing. And, but in the series, I remember the series, I used to watch it and it didn't, I think it only lasted a season or two, but I, I specifically remember an episode where, um, the, there was a, an old woman, uh, who, so the, it's it's this kind of post-apocalyptic, real dark future kind of a uh, setting. And AI has taken over everything and runs the whole world. And this, this woman was addicted to her television because AI had a computer-generated version of her dead husband mm. who would talk to her. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't it would only repeat certain phrases over and over again. But she would just sit there and talk to this thing all day and it would just repeat the same phrases over and over again. But she was an addict Mm -hmm. to this A.I. And when I started reading about A.I. and how now on these social media platforms, you know, you've got your A.I. friend and A.I. generated girlfriends and all this stuff. And I think this is where this is headed, because you take a, a populace. That's already addicted to, at the very least, the technology. You add into it the...
1: Give them the perception that there's some sort of
0: relationship. Yeah.
1: A, a, a meaningful... Yeah. Ugh.
0: Well, there's already been a mo- at least one movie made about it. Um,
1: Cherry 2000 was... She was a computer?
0: I don't know that one. There was, there was one... Um, I'll have to find it. I think it was called She or her and it was Joaquin Phoenix Mm. and he has this relationship with this, with this computer program. I mean, thinks it's gotta, anyway, that's, that's where this is headed. You take people who are already dumbed down and, and this is just another control mechanism. Mm -hmm. It's the same way they get addicted to porn or alcohol and, and a lot of them are already addicted to drugs yeah, they're you know prescription drugs. You need this, you need that. Well, now AI is going to fix everything and tell you how to run your life. Yeah.
1: So there are, and and that's the thing. There is still so much to learn about AI. Mm-hmm. And so parents, if you have kids who are heading back to school in the fall, just know and start asking questions. I mean, we're going to be asking questions. I I have to ask questions. Like, what are you using this for? Mm-hmm. You know, because there is already an issue. I know that their English teacher is really big on plagiarism. Right. And so if you're teaching the kids to use these things, in what manner and how much and in what way?
0: Right. And it's just important to remember, especially as Christians, to remember and see this for what it is. It's a machine.
1: You can use it as a, a very helpful tool.
0: Right. The same way we've learned to use our phones, the same way we learned to use cars and mm-hmm. airplanes and rocket ships and satellites. I mean, it's a machine. It, it does what it is built to do. The, but always remember that, you know, remember the example of the, the Air Force <laughs> simulation, yeah. right? It's only as good as whoever's writing the code. Right. So whoever taught it, to do what it's doing, as you see with Dotty, mm-hmm. Dotty has implicit biases mm-hmm. because Dotty's been programmed by
1: programmed to believe what the world has told her.
0: Right, and there is a point in, and I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of speculating here, but um, uh, there is a point in in future prophecy when. You know the 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 Antichrist uh, and and the false prophet, and they he 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 builds uh, erects a statue mm-hmm. to himself, mm-hmm. and then quote gives it life and it starts to speak. Now this could be this could very well be demonic, you know, supernatural power. It could also be AI. Yeah, it could be a combination of the two. Right? There's, there's a lot of people that, I'm getting off in the weeds here, but there, there's a lot of uh, interesting study when you uh, look into the phenomenon known as the ghost in the machine. <laughs> 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 and a lot of people theorize that the Antichrist, you know, how he controls everything is a combination of this global AI, system well think about it trying I mean to put together now.
1: How how easy would it be when people are conditioned to accept mm-hmm. these these machines and this artificial intelligence as as truth mm-hmm. as their go to source it's not gonna be hard to to you know
0: no I mean how, how deceive
1: many, a population we're already so deceived, and to think about taking artificial intelligence that's going to work its way into every aspect of our lives, yeah,
0: it already has listen how yeah. how many I know we're not alone, remember uh how many times you've been letting yourself be guided solely by Google Maps or Siri
2: mm-, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, driving in your car yeah. And it decides
1: which route to take,
0: which route to take. And you it's, just, we just blindly trust it. Okay, it tells me to turn here. I'm going to turn here. We had this happen to us
1: when we were in California.
0: Uh, yes. And also when we were on our way out there. Mm-hmm. Remember, so we're in Indiana. So it's hard to go west in Indiana without passing through Illinois. Right. Right. And we had to get on the 8090,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which goes right through. Uh, south part of Chicago, which is really not anywhere you want to stop. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're going up I 65 to get onto the eighty ninety. and Siri unbeknownst to, to me, this is, uh, and I, I look back at this and I think this was totally, uh, uh on me because I'm a land nav guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. you do search and rescue. You have to learn how to do this with a compass and a map. But,
1: but, but why, but here's the thing. And why do we turn on Siri because, or, um, the, the Google maps Mm -hmm. or the, you know, the iPhone maps is because we're looking, it's convenient.
0: It's convenient. And it does have some functions that are really good. Helpful. So it gets live traffic updates and things like that. Right. So it can help you Mm -hmm. because it sees things in real time. It can see ahead of you. Help you reroute. Well, unfortunately, in our case, Siri thought it was a better idea to reroute us, and instead of taking us from directly from I sixty five to the eighty ninety, it took us off an exit or two earlier.
1: Right, because you chose the fastest route.
0: Fastest route, in-
1: right? instead of. And just- so we
0: end up literally in South Chicago. Yeah. And it was and here. I we are driving in our minivan with Indiana mm-hmm. plates through freaking South Chicago. Yeah. And it was, it was dangerous. Yeah, it really was. So it's just an example of how many things in our everyday life we already just do what the computer tells us to do. Mm -hmm. So this is just the computers just keep getting more and more information. And, you know, they're, they're saying, well, now it thinks for itself. No, it doesn't. It compiles data and uses its implicit programmed biases mm-hmm. to spit out an answer. That's how they're trying to control you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's yeah. all I got. So,
1: so with that, just just be aware and mm-hmm. don't, you know, learn to just do things <laughs> on your... You know, we, we, we learn by the mistakes, right? And we get better with each and every mistake that we make mm-hmm. if we learn to not to do those again. Um, so...
2: The only winning move
1: is not to play. With that, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for listening through to the end. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. And we will talk to you again next Tuesday. We have a fun episode next week. Don't want to miss it. All right. Talk to you again next Tuesday.